2: Hello and welcome to the. Going to talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal transfer show. Joining you every morning at eight AM UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated. Oh, that that's so bright this morning, oh, it looks so bright on the screen. It's not any brighter than usual. I don't know if I can change the lighting and that would make it better. I don't think it's going to. Nope. Still very bright. Don't really know why the TGT banner behind me is really bright this morning, but it is. Um, but good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Um, let's say good mornings, as always. Uh, good morning to Leopold, to Martin, to Paul, to Christopher, to Jordan, Marcus, Stephen, Carl, Ray. We've got Belden, Quincy, uh, Matt G, Diane. We've got uh, Jashar, Pini Wien, of course, uh, Martin, Gary, James, Morgan, Guna, Jake, Mr. E., Rich, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. means a hell of a lot. I'm determined that this is not... There we go. Now, is it going to get brighter if I get closer to it? No. Yes, it is. Oh, I don't know how to fix it. I, it's, it's a lost cause at this stage. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's crack on with today's story, shall we? Of course, how we do this is we do part one, where we round you up on all the latest news, and then we go to part two, uh, in which we'll have a chat about your questions in the chat box. And uh, yes, Jaffa, you did indeed see me on the hybrid squad yesterday if you haven't yet watched that show back with me Sophie and Kevin Campbell please make sure you head over to the hybrid squad and give that a watch right uh, let's crack on with today's stories first of all yesterday we recorded our first transfer phone-in show of the summer window uh, discussing kind of the uh, a lot of the comments that we saw left in yesterday morning's show around Edu people's Uh, apprehension about the window, about claims that Arsenal are acting too slowly. You know, um, what I think is kind of mad, even at this early stage. But uh, that is uh, what we discussed. And uh, we had a really good discussion about that. So if you've not yet... Watch that phone-in show. I recommend you go and do so after today's show. Now, Arsenal youngster Lino Souza has been called up to England's under-18s for the Portuguese tournament. Uh, there's a tournament going on in Portugal. England's under-18s are involved in it. And Souza has been called up and will be involved. So that's more Arsenal-related football for you guys to watch during the off-season. Moving forward, Kerry News has reported that Marcelo Flores is set to return to Arsenal, have no intention on selling the Mexican international. We spent last season at Real Oviedo. There had been some suggestions that potentially we might see um, the player return to Real Oviedo for another year. That's not yet been confirmed. If that is indeed the intention of the uh, Spanish club, Uh, we're still waiting to hear on what might happen with him in the future. Moving forwards to Xavi Simons, conflicting reports suggesting uh, whether or not PSG are considering re-signing the player. Some reports coming out of France have suggested that they are going to be looking to bring the €12 million Euro buyback clause into effect because Xavi Simmons is, of course, keen to return and uh, wants to return. However, other reports, especially in the Netherlands, are suggesting that actually he's keen to kind of move potentially elsewhere. His new agent has got good links with Arsenal and want to place him at Arsenal. Uh, it's a story that I imagine we'll see uh, take some twists and turns throughout the summer window and one that we will keep you up to date with as soon as we have any further updates on the story. Dortmund is said to be leading the race for Fresneda. However, according to Relevo, Arsenal are indeed still emerging as strong candidates to sign the Real Valladolid right back. Uh, you can go back and watch our tactical breakdown if you don't know much about Fresneda to get... Clued up and uh, educated on just how good he is. The answer, in short, very good, very good player, and certainly one that would be an asset to Arsenal if they were to land him. Suggestions are that he would only cost around 20 million euros, potentially even less. Uh, The player has always been keen to secure a record sale for the Spanish side, no matter where he goes. But uh, Borussia Dortmund are said to still be very much in the lead. They were very interested in him in January. Nothing came of that move, but Arsenal still said to be strong contenders potentially for his signing as well. Moving on to our final two stories. Uh, and we are also hearing that Brighton wants around 80 million pounds to get hold of Moises Caicedo. This isn't particularly, surprising at this moment in time. We know that Brighton wanted a massive fee. They turned down £70 million, of course, in January from Arsenal with the hope that they would be able to get significantly more money for the player. But there is an expectation, according to Adrian Kajumba of the Mail, to suggest that indeed we will see a massive fee paid for Moises Caicedo, whether he moves to Arsenal or whether he moves to Chelsea or even Liverpool. And our headline story of the day Again, according to the mail, Manchester United are said to not be able to afford Declan Rice if they were to sign Mason Mounts. Manchester United's situation with their ownership, the uncertainty around the finances of the club, about who is in control of all of those finances, about what is going to happen with all those finances, is making the transfer window somewhat difficult for the Red Devils, meaning that if they were to invest significantly in Mason Mounds, it would pretty much rule them out, potentially, of that race for Man United. That's according to the mail. Whether or not that turns out to be true, we'll have to wait and see. But certainly somewhat of a boost to Arsenal's hopes of trying to sign the England international. And that is all of today's story. So let's go to part two uh, and your questions right after this. Right, let's go into the chat then and uh, see what you guys are saying. Um, Let's go to Mohammed. who says, Tom, what's your take on signing Sergei Malinkovic-Savic? He's just one year remaining on your contract. What are your thoughts on this? I think that obviously as the list of players that Arsenal have on their minds for those positions, specifically the left eight role. He's going to be on that list, but he's not near the top. In terms of my view... Again, I'm kind of similar. If Arsenal aren't able to get some of their primary targets, milinkovic savic would indeed be a good alternative. But I think in the case of only if we'd exhausted some of the younger options in the group, I think any investment you make in milinkovic savic you're not going to see a return on in terms of any kind of resale value. And you're not going to have him for the length of time that you would. Kaissado, Rice, et cetera, have a lot more years um, still to play at the top, top level than Milinkovic-Savage. But certainly he's a player that Arsenal will see, I imagine, as an alternative to one some of their current options as well. Um, Let's go to... uh, (laughs) uh, Louis says, I've been seeing people saying Rice or Caicedo don't fit the Jacque role. Well, Xhaka wasn't exactly that player before the season started either. Players adapt and tactics adapt based on who we also have. I talked about this yesterday. People need to move away from the quote-unquote Xhaka role. You know, it doesn't exist. Every player creates their own role in the team. There's no Xhaka role in the Arsenal team. If we bring somebody in and they play in that left eight role, it becomes that player's role. They do what they do best. They do what their characteristics suit. And uh, that is what we can expect. Evgeny says, uh, why is Edu moving so slowly in the market? Answer, he's not. Uh, moving forwards, Sand says, hi, Tom. Do you think Arsenal will use uh, Patino or Sambi Laconga as part of a deal for Rice or Caicedo? I don't think so. I don't think West Ham or Brighton are looking at either of Laconga or Patino, so I don't necessarily think that that is going to happen. Uh, Dan and Dylan says, Tom, do you think it's bad of ever, Edu not getting everyone signed prior to the transfer window opening? Oh, it's horrific, terrible. People need to raise their standards. You know the lines by now, guys. You know, this is Arsenal Football Club. Is, we should have our signings by now. What's going on? Uh, Phil Ed says, Tom, aside from having Saliba back, what do you think Arteta needs to do to decrease the number of goals we've let in this season? To be honest, it's, we talk about other than... Having play, actually, you say, other than having Saliba back, it's going to be about the, the signings that we make. Arsenal need to make sure that they've got the reinforcement so that we've got starters in, you know, two starters in, in multiple positions in the defence. We need to lock that down so that we can have, uh, if Partey's not there, Rice comes in. If Saliba's not there, someone else comes in, be that Ben White for a fullback coming in that we've signed. You know, if, if we can, for different games, you can swap out Zinchenko for Tomiassu if he's fit or another signing that we've made. You think about the Tomiyasu when he came in against Liverpool. And really did a good job in, in dealing with Salah and Nunez on that left-hand side. So it's tactical tweaks, it's slight team selection tweaks, and, of course, it's reinforcement. That's how you get it down. Um, oh, what are these losers doing in the chat? Uh, Rich says, uh, Tom, do you think Edu missed a trick by not fathering rice himself? If he'd known their mothers 20-odd years ago, they'd be ours now. Should he resign? <laughs> Bulgarian Gunas says, would you be surprised if Tillemans ends up being our hopefully second midfield signing? Uh, yeah, I would be surprised because Tillemans' kind of profile has moved further away from the eyes of Arsenal over the course of this season. It doesn't seem to be that he's a player that Arsenal are looking at as a priority. If they end up missing out maybe on a player like Kaiseido or Rice, maybe they'll move then for Tillemans, but there's been no whispers or anything along that regard at the moment of moving for Telemans. it has been confirmed that he's leaving Leicester, he'll probably take his time in deciding his next club, he's going to have plenty of options I'm sure on the table so unless um, it does indeed get decided quick where he's going, Arsenal might be able to just have some little bit of time to decide whether or not they do want to throw their hat into the ring for Tielemans Derek says Tom, first live show in a while I sense a very frustrated window coming and I'm missing out on targets, too much talk which is a bad sign. Well, if the measurement is too much talk, I think going into every single window possible, you're going to end up feeling a little bit frustrated because all you're ever going to get is a lot of talk because that's what the transfer business is. That is what the reporting of transfers is. It's a hell of a lot of talk. 99% of the stories that are discussed don't end up happening uh, because of the chaos of the market because we know of what it draws in for outlets in terms of readers. So it's always going to be loud. It's always going to be messy. Uh, I just hope whenever I give you information that I feel I've got, that's genuine, that uh, it is the real thing. Um, But we will continue to give you all those stories because we like discussing them. We like giving our opinions on them and hopefully there's some truth in some of them. Um, Derek says, other Derek, uh, two Derek's in the chat box this morning. Uh, Elia Wahee, I like this kid. Do you feel he'd be a good addition to the striker position for depth? Uh, He's got a lot of talent and uh, speaking to a couple of people uh, watching French football, they really like him. That said, they find it odd that you let Balogun go and then sign Elya Wahi. I suppose that the only reasoning behind that is that Balogun's assurances that he wants to play for a team aren't going to be there at Arsenal, whereas maybe wahi is is someone that is not the same in terms of demanding week in, week out football if he was to sign for a club like Arsenal, which would make things easier. Uh, G Star says, I'm scared that Kirantini is going, and Kivio will be back up to Zinchenko next season. Has that been decided? Um, have we been linked to any left-backs? He says, uh, I want us to keep Kieran by any means necessary, at least one more season. I'm not of the same mind. I would be happily moving on Kieran this summer. I think Arsenal will get a significant fee, should get a significant fee that they won't be able to get as much for next summer. And we need to bring in a left-back that I think suits the role that Arteta wants for that left-sided position, which Tini ultimately doesn't right now. He's a great player, and under a different system, he would work. But under the system that we want to play, he just doesn't suit, and therefore we need to find a better option for us to come into that position. Whether that's Kivior and Tomiasu being backups to Tini, it might be. What I would say is that Kivior for Poland has done really well at left-back, and I was actually really impressed with Kivior against Wolves as well on the final day of the season, although, to be fair, the pressure was off during that game. Um, Sam says, Tom, do you think if we get our targets or similar that we will progress? And if we don't, do you then say it's just a world-class manager away from winning? I think that what Arteta has done with the current squad that we have, you know, getting them to second in the league, taking them into a title challenge was an overachievement. He got more from that group of players, I think, than most managers would have been capable of doing. Um, and there was a kind of a, no one expected us to do that. So anyone suggesting that Arteta didn't get more out of that team than he could have done I think he's probably lying through their teeth because no one expected us to compete with Man City last season and he got that from those players. Is he world-class yet? No. He needs to, you know, win some things. He needs to continue to progress as a manager. He needs to refine some of the weaknesses in his game. I think that in terms of if we don't progress and we get the players in, then we need to have a discussion about why that happened. And we can only do that at the end of the season. We can't speculate on that right now. That's the problem. Uh, David says, what position is Rice actually playing? Left eight, six. Then what about uh, Caicedo? Six. I also think that we should just get both and sell Smith-Rowe, Patino, Eddie, Marquinhos, et cetera. And we should get about 100 million for those guys. I mean, if you're selling those four, I think you'd be lucky to get 70 million max for those four. I think Smith-Rowe, you're going to get, what, about... For 40 to 50 million pounds for Smith Rowe, I think in this market at this time where he's been out all season, barely played as his injury problems. Um, I don't think you're going to get offers much more than that. In terms of Charlie Patino, you're not going to get offers much more than 10, considering we want to add a buyback clause into his deal. And Eddie Ketty, you might get 20. So between 70 and 80 million pounds. Marquinhos, you're not going to get anything for us, to be honest. So uh, difficult. Reese says, unpopular opinion. I don't want Madison. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know how unpopular it is, um, but we'll wait and see. Darren says, is Simakan still an option? Good backup for Saliba and can play right back or will the lower price of Fresneda be too attractive? That story's got a bit quiet recently. It was kind of at some stage there. We heard from the Guardian that Arsenal had a genuine interest in the player. I think it was Ed Ahrens that reported the story initially. But uh, he is indeed a very good... I wouldn't even use the word backup. I'd say he's a good competitor for the centre-back and right-back slots. Um, so I'd be very keen on seeing Simakan join. But uh, that story has gone somewhat quiet so far. Uh, let's scroll down in the chats as well. Uh, Revsan says, Tom, there's rumours of interest from uh, Napoli for Balogun. I wonder if that might help us in signing ozimen I mean, if you're going to spend £120 million on a striker... Maybe, but I don't know how much money it would get us off. You're going to have to offer Balogun and like 90 million quid probably to get Oziman. So I don't think it's going to, I don't think that's going to help us. Uh, Omar says, hey, Tom, everyone needs to up their game. Always try to improve, even if it's one's control or first touch. uh, If you know what I mean. Hey, look, my first touch is not that bad. (laughs) And I knew exactly what I was doing in that moment. And if you want to go watch my first touch, feel free. But I was in loads of space, I had loads of time took the control of the ball, played a good pass down the line and it's happy day. So, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to use what space you've got available to you. Did I lose possession? No, I didn't because I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, Kish says, is it worth looking at Marcus Turam uh, on a free uh, free transfer or a Kolo Moani as potential forwards? Both got the height and can play. Well, Kolo Moani is going to cost you a hell of a lot of money. Marcus Turam, I don't know if there's any links as to where he's agreed to go yet. Yeah, apparently Liverpool, looking at Marcus Turam potentially this summer. Maybe as a free option, it's not too bad of a, a, a choice. Gives us a different style of forwards. But Kolo uh, is. He, I just don't think he's feasible. I'd love him to, to join. Don't get me wrong, he's one of my number one picks for a centre forward. but. I just don't think that's going to happen unfortunately. Um hey Darius, uh Fuad says Tom can you explain to me like I'm a 5-year-old how Chelsea can still spend heavily with all the spending already done with no Champions League or even sold anybody yet. They have a very very rich owner and FFP is non-existent. So that's uh <laughs> that's my explanation for you like you're a fi- <laughs> like you're a 5-year-old so uh, I hope that gives you the answer you was looking for. Um, Matt says, I think that we need to start thinking about Rice and Caicedo being exact replacements for Partey and Xhaka. If we get them both, we need to tweak how we play to get the best out of them. Absolutely. Clincy um, says, personally, I would love us to sign Rice, Caicedo and Madison for our midfield and send Vieira on loan and sell Elneny. Well, Elneny's not going anywhere for as far as I'm aware. Uh, he's not going to be going uh, to be sold. He's got a one-year extension from his contract and uh, I think that that's all being done in good faith because of the injury that he suffered. He's a good depth option for us. He can come into those cup competitions if we need him to, if we've got a nothing game in the Champions League group stage at the end, if we've already qualified. He can come in for that. You know, Lower league oppositions in the domestic cups. He can come in for those games. He's a good, good person to have around the dressing room. And you're not going to make next to any money on him if you were to sell him. So I would absolutely keep him in the group. And he's doing his coaching badges as well. So uh yeah, just keep him at the club. It's not it's not an issue having him there. It doesn't take up any space, doesn't stop us from signing any players. Just keep him. Uh Olu says, Hey Tom, what is the optimum squad number? Example, Man City squad is relatively small, but players with high quality and versatility. I think you answered your own question, or I think 18 to 20 players is what you're looking at. If you look at the Man City bench, they typically have one or two players that are like youth options potentially sometimes. But even then, you look at Rico Lewis, who's come into the team at times and impressed. But you want to get 18 players that you think are capable of starting for the team. And that includes the goalkeepers as well. Ortega's been great for Man City. You know, Matt Turner, there's a couple of question marks sure around him potentially, but I think he's shown some good performances in when he's come onto the field. Um, but you need to be looking elsewhere. I think that we've got some existing players that are already on the bench that can offer some really good performances. Smith-Rowe, Trossard, Nelson. I think that we need to add in some more though. You know, another couple of defenders need to come in. Tommy Asu is going to be on the bench. Kivio is going to be on the bench. So, you know, I still think there are some solid players in this squad that will offer us some starting quality, but we need to be bringing in some significance as well during this summer. Um, Neil says, Kefran Turam, I'd love to see us get if we don't get Kaissado. Liverpool apparently looking at Kefran, Touram this summer as well. Surprised that Arsenal aren't one of those teams as well. Uh, Same says I can't understand why we didn't pursue McAllister as more of a Jacker replacement than Kaiseido. It's not a fair. It's, it's it's a fair question to ask. I mean, he cost Liverpool potentially less than uh, the fifty million pounds that was being talked about because he had that release clause. And maybe you think that he would suit more of an attacking midfielder position for that number eight position. It's interesting that Arsenal didn't, um, but they have their reasons. What I would say is that, and I read something yesterday about this, is that McAllister's form after the World Cup did tend to dip. And actually, he's kind of lived off a bit of reputation for some uh, very good goal-scoring form that he's had. And, of course, the fact he was called up and started in that Argentina team. And actually, his second half of the season wasn't necessarily that impressive. But... That's only what I heard from a a Brighton supporter recently. Um, And actually, maybe he is living off a bit of reputation from the World Cup and his start of the season. But we'll have to wait and see how he does for Liverpool next season. Um, Any news on uh, Patinas as Bengal boy? Um, No, not at the moment. I haven't heard anything regarding interest or bids or talks. Uh, We'll have to wait and see what happens with him. Um, Let's go... um, no, I can't. Uh but what I would say is is Byron saying, Can you block Ween? I'm pretty sure you're one that went in and antagonized them straight away at the start. So unless it's just gotta be just gotta be chill. Just leave people alone. You know, it's a fine chat box, great community. Don't antagonize people, throw your opinions in, disagree, agree with people but I'd rather he you didn't antagonise my listeners in the chat. That'd be great. Uh, John says, Tom, hear me out. We give Patino to Brighton for free with a buyback clause in return for first dibs on Kaiseido. I don't think that's going to be feasible in the same summer that Kaiseido is going to leave in. If we were talking about this last summer, maybe, but I still think giving away Patino for free with a buyback is is just not financially the way forwards. Um, let's go to Chris. He says, hey, Tom, regardless of names mentioned, do you still feel that we need two MDs is that DMs <laughs> really threw me off for a second uh defensive midfielders um i think we do need two central midfielders that can play deeper you know the whole defensive midfield's quite specific I think that Rice and Caicedo, because Xhaka is leaving, we absolutely need at least two. I think we need another midfielder for that creativity as well. That's why we're looking, and we're looking at Mason Mount as well. So let's let's see what happens. Um, but what I would say is that the, the aim is definitely to bring in at least two deeper central midfielders, hence why Arsenal want to move for both Caicedo and rice as well um kish says what about sergio ramos on a free um for a year as backup center back sure we were linked with him before his moved to psg again i don't think that i don't think that helps us in the Saliba situation because ramos is going to cost you a huge amount of money in terms of wages so i don't really get why it would make sense to do that when we're trying to get Saliba to sign a brand new deal I'm not sure it makes sense. Plus, Ramos is going to want to play. You know, he's not going to want to just sit on the bench and be backup. So I don't think that's necessarily uh, a realistic option. Um, let's go to uh, Matt G says, Tom, you've been invited to Eddie's Barbecue. What food item would you bring with you? Um, all I would do is I'd give Harry Simeon a bit of a phone call and ask for some recipes for some chicken sheesh uh, or some lamb sheesh because that is what I put on a barbecue. Um all day long. You know, I love a barbecue, I love a burger, I love a, a hot dog and all that stuff. But when it comes to um when it comes to that food, yeah. Uh all day long, chuck a chicken or a lamb sheesh on a barbecue every single day of the week. And Harry knows what he's doing when it comes to those. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um uh, with some rice, yeah. Obviously, we bring Declan along uh, and he can do some some special rice, we'd appreciate that. Um, Constantine says, Will we see news about Draxler to Arsenal this window? I don't think Draxler's the one that you look at. There's always someone, isn't there, every summer that we link to that crops back up again. I think Tillemans will probably be the one, uh, this time around. Uh, Benzema uh, says Chun-Ho in the chat box as well Uh, maybe uh, we see that but he looks like he's off to Saudi Arabia at the moment I'm trying to think of any big names that we always are linked to maybe Dominic Zoboslai crops up again as a potential other name this morning as well Vanna Juta says would you go for Calvin Phillips from City or Neves if we didn't bring our first choice I bring in Neves over Phillips because Neves has been playing week in week out this season Uh, Phillips has, has barely brought anything You know He's barely played. I think he started his first game in the last game of the season or something in the Premier League. Yeah, we need someone who's been playing and Neves has been playing. So out of those two, I'd choose Neves personally. Um, Sean says, hey, Tom, it really seems like you and Harry are best friends. Best friends. (laughs) He mentions you a lot on his podcast too. We're good mates. What can I say? Harry's a very good guy and uh, has supported me a lot with my channel and I hope that he feels I've done that likewise with his channel. He's just a good lad. And we're both now, you know, if you think about the journey that we've both been on as, as content creators, we both started small. Um, we, You know, he started his own channel. I started uh, on, on Bird Camp Wonderland and then moved over to TGT, took it over at around just under 8,000 subs and, you know, grown it to what it is now. Harry's grown the Chronicles up to, I think, what, 20 plus now, is it? It must be. And uh, we've chased our dreams to try and and, you know, chase what we want to do he wants to do commentary and he's done that he wants to do radio and he's done that i've wanted to do writing i wanted to do some presenting and you know we've done those so yeah there's a lot of mutual respect um but uh yeah i think that we we appreciate that and obviously now that we're going to the press boxes together we see each other each games it's always great to see harry i basically it's it's all fake for me because i'm just i'm just pretending until he invites me to a barbecue that's (laughs) that's that's all that it is but yeah all cast friends (laughs) (laughs) um me b says what's wrong with a burger and a sausage there's nothing wrong with that and as i said if you want to have a burger and a sausage at a barbecue do it it was just if it's up to me i'm always looking out for the sheesh that's that's all i'm looking out for is it's it's just my go-to my favorite takeaway at the moment is it's it's, there's a place um near where i live i know peeny ween will actually know it because he lives near me but on the top road in gillingham there's a place called master kebab and that is just They've won awards for their kebabs. They're so good. So, you know, that is absolutely uh, always over charcoal what you've got to go and cook every single day of the week, Um, which Harry does (laughs) every single day of the week in the summer, every single day. Chris says, is, is the Canton Simu show going to be coming back on a weekly basis? We hope so, especially during the transfer window. I we have been talking about that. We have mentioned that. We always say when we see each other, we've got to do, we've got to bring the show back. But you know, timings and work and stuff make it so tricky. But yes, I also want I'm I promised I'd get the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast back and we will do that. Um I've got a lot going on this week, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so, we'll get back to some more regular scheduling of some of those shows as well um i feel like i'm losing my voice so i think that's probably a best place to wrap things up thank you so much guys for tuning in really appreciate your time as always do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new if you've not yet watched yesterday's phone in show it was a good hour and a half long show so if you're looking for another hour and a half of this boring voice. um, You can make sure to go and check that one out. It's on uh, audio and, of course, on the YouTube platform as well. Uh, If you'd like to not have to see my face, you can listen to us on Spotify and all of that lovely stuff, iTunes. Uh, So, please, please do. If you could, and you haven't already, and uh, you do listen on iTunes, leave us a review. uh, Leave us five stars as well. That means a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube right now, do drop a like on the video, subscribe, and all of that lovely stuff as well. We're heading close towards 47,000 subs, so thank Thank you to everybody that continues to support the channel. I'm hoping that, who knows, maybe we'll hit 50k this summer. Uh, That might be able to happen. I also want to try and sort out, as I've said before, like a TGT meetup for a lot of people that, you know, have been chatting in the chat box for ages. And uh, it'd be great to do something all together. Um, But thank you ever so much, everybody that's tuned in and listened. I will see you very, very soon. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, up the Arsenal.